This is Counterculture with Marie Busky. Wednesdays at 10 a.m. on Reality Check Radio. Good morning and welcome back. Yes, it is Marie here from Counterculture on Reality Check Radio. Uh, now, don't get too excited. I am back in my full, complete entirety from next week, Valentine's Day, February 14. But I've just stepped back into the country. A girl goes away for five minutes, well, in my case, five weeks. Everything goes completely crazy. And lo and behold, to my surprise, a landy sister was in the middle of it. Not the one that I expected, but uh, I'm going to catch up with the one that knows many things. Di Landy, good morning. How are you? Oh, good morning, Marie. Yes, yes, the T-shirt debacle. The T-shirt mm. debacle. It was so funny because I messaged you while I was in South America and I and it, when it cropped up, I saw stuff crop up in the media and I texted my team, uh, our little news group team, and I said, I smell yes. a Landy sister. And so I emailed you, but it was not the Landy sister I was expecting. No, it was and it's not the sister we were expecting either. So just a quick, I know most people probably know about it, but just give for those who haven't caught up, a little brief overview of what happened. Okay. And let's talk about what's going on from, from the moment on. Uh, well, Philippa was in the supermarket, went to buy her lotto T-shirt. And the transvestite. Her lotto ticket, Oh, yeah, her lotto ticket. This happened at the lotto counter. So I'm not sure if um, the Lotteries Commission would be quite impressed with the behaviour from the transvestite on the counter who took exception to Philippa's T-shirt, which said, men are not women even if you squint. Which I think is actually quite a funny T-shirt, just quietly, it, it even is. if you had a it remote sense of humour. Yes, and so he took exception, threatened to ban her. The ban did happen. She was escorted out. Um, she believes physically, you know, she could feel the hand on her back by two men half her age. It was quite intimidatory. Um, and it was all about her T-shirt. But um, I wrote a piece the other week about it, Marie. Mm. It isn't about a T-shirt. This is about the duopoly having the say-so on who has access to food. Oh, is, yeah, it, it is. It's yeah. not a he said, she said, because, you know, of course, we've all, sisters been doxxed, all our photos are all over, Twitter and the Landy sisters and la-da-da. Um, so the duopoly can decide who gets access to food. So they've decided that this disabled, elderly, mouldy woman doesn't deserve access because she doesn't believe men are women. So where to from here? Um, thankfully, you know, Kiwis are so kind and it's been so hard to ask for help, but um, we've had to. We've raised enough money for the first bite of the lawyer. We have engaged a lawyer. And thankfully, I, I actually think it was very lucky it was one of the sisters or this could have just gone down the, you know, accepted where we don't accept it. We won't accept that. A supermarket can kick you out and compel your speech. And the whole time she was being escorted out, the manager was calling the transvestite she and sis was going, no, nah, it's a man, it's a man. You know, compelling our speech to go and buy your shit house paper. Mm. Oh, yay. So so we've engaged lawyers, and of course foodstuffs are doing what they're doing as a big corporation. They're piss-assing around with the CCTV. Um, if their version is true, why isn't it released? 
Yeah, yeah. Um, so what, I, is I, the, I what has been the reaction against foodstuffs? Like I know that they put out statements and, and you guys have um, spoken about this, but what have they, has anything more material happened or have they just played the PR card and hoped that this is going to sort of wash out of the news cycle and then things continue on as normal? Yes, that's exactly what they're doing. You know, they've got their bank and lawyers on commission and just, um, you know, Philip is within her legal right to get that CCTV, so they're playing the, you know, you can have it if you go to your lawyers, you can have it if you'd see it at the police station. And then when they shared it, it was pixelated. So, um, but even through that, the lawyer could see. So I can't say too much more because of the legal stuff, but just know that we ain't giving up. No. They're wrong. We're right. And they so, can get stuff if they're going to compel our speech to go by dishwash. Mm, so a couple of other questions, because, of course, I'm coming into this relatively well, fresh. Yes. So <laughs> a Human Rights Commission, have you actually thought of calling them out on this? Because yes, this theoretically is supposed to be very much their patch. Um, yes, Philippa has written to them and waiting to hear back. It's like everyone's just put their fingers in the air, la, 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 la. Um, and men aren't women, even if you squint. <laughs> but at you the know. end of the day, like, I did hear an interview that you did on another uh, show, and, you know, the question was raised, you know, why are you, you know, surely this isn't, this is, you know, are you going to pick your battles? And I thought your answer was quite eloquent. This is about women. This is about protecting the rights of women and also protecting the fact that you can't have a supermarket have that level of control over what is somebody's life on a free speech issue. So how can you, I mean, how can people not see the bigger picture here? I really don't know how they can't see it. Um, live Femmes, they believe the hype that they're the most vulnerable. And because I really struggle with this, you know, like 89,000 women were killed from 22 to 23 and um, versus 321 trans people and most of them were Brazilian sex workers. So, you know, 89,000 versus 300, this is such corporate madness. I don't know why people can't see the big picture. Is it going to be you next that can't go to the supermarket because you're um, worn a T-shirt that says, you know, I don't know, this. You know, men are wearing shirts that say dead girls don't say no. Um, you know, there's other ones that Jesus is a C-U-N-T or, or, you know, what's what's the next thing to be kicked out of the supermarket? People need to wake up. The duopoly is controlling and compelling speech for the sakes of transvestites. Mm. Well, and yeah, see, so this is, an, so you bring up a really interesting point. Like I know one of the things that I was very vocal about at the time when uh, National were campaigning and they brought out their, their I think it was a seven-point seven plan uh, against uh, tackling the gangs. Now, I am somebody that I know I probably go against the tide, shocker, that doesn't believe in the banning of gang patches in the same way as the argument of, yes. of having a T-shirt. Now, the thing is, is that for me, this is a freedom of speech issue. And I mean, if you're going to say that you're wearing you're banning a superannuitant for wearing a turfy tee, well, then why aren't you banning everyone that's wearing gang patches and gang colours? You know, like it is a slippery slope 
of yes. you know where where do you actually you know draw yes. that line? And I think foodstuffs. I'm surprised that they're wanting to engage in this battle. I'm surprised that they're wanting to go down this pathway um, because it is a very slippery slope. A free speech union. What have they had to say about it? Oh, no, they've written a letter. So we've done the human rights commissioner. We have engaged the law firm in Auckland. Um, the free yeah, um, the human rights commissioner, and it's just I think food stuffs just think we're going to go away, but um, <laughs> they picked oh, the wrong well, the wrong sisters for that. They tried, and and like I've said, if it was Rex or I, I said on the radio, if it was Rex or I, it could have been us being rude. But and I thought, well, actually, we're actually not rude people, Marie. We're not. Like you know, we discuss gender critical issues. As soon as someone opens their mouth, we're in. You know, reach one, peak one, teach one. And so if discussing gender critical issues and the fact that men are now allowed in everything of ours as women and female is hate speech and um, being rude, then we're pretty buggered. You know, they've, they've come up with this excuse that she's had all these other incidences of picking on the staff member. And it's total hogwash. They haven't produced their Oshbok over these incidents. There's no proof, no evidence of these other incidences. So I just think they're talking shit. Mm. And just, um, yeah, they should just, what the, um, you know, so this has been a bit distressed. She's really sad it was there and not one of us. Uh, <laughs> we all expect there to be one of us, but to be really honest, Mari, we knew it would be one of the Maldives that took it. Gone, yeah, mm. gone. yeah, because we, we've just got no lefts to give, yeah, you know, yeah. This, this is the fight of our life, yeah, um, you know, we've got the midwifery council who can't is wiping out their clients, um, all this stuff to do with this special unique identity, um, it's, it's utter madness. So How much money's behind it? So, let's actually, can we dive into the midwifery council for a second? I have. Okay, so, um, because as you know, I have a bit of a beef with the New Zealand Medical Council. And and these councils are, in a way, so what we've now got are in a lot of either corporatized or government-endorsed bodies who are given an inordinate amount of power over individuals to actually make life-changing decisions for those individuals for simply comp- for trying to have freedom or compelled speech. So... The Midwifery Council now are trying to degenerate the wrong way. That out there, it's just insane. So have now, I did I read that there is actually a midwife that is now in the crosshairs because they refuse to use these stupid things like a person with a uterus and chest feeding and all this rubbish. Is that true? Yes, yes, and and a lot of reason like. Um, a lot of reasons the midwives can't and don't speak up is because of their livelihood. You know, back to compelled speech, that if they speak up, they'll be blacklisted. You know, they the midwife council took four years, almost $400,000 to do this on their journey of chain. Using the word far no, I, I really object to Māori being used. I object to it being co-opted and used in this manner. Because when this all unravels, because it will, because it's not real, it's just absolute kaka, Māori will be blamed, Um, you know, and doing it under the treaty. Everything's under the treaty. There's nothing in the treaty about midwifery. 
You know, there's nothing. It's just so handy to whip it off the shelf, to whip off these principles that only come with penned in the 80s. And while, while, um, when I went through all my studies, it was protection, partnership, and participation. Well, none of them are being adhered to, considering they're using them. They don't, we're 103 years, we are not consulted. We're not participating. They're in the echo chambers. They talk to themselves. They have the trannies on the board, you know, these transvestites on the board of midwifery. I mean, I feel the same about the abortion issue. Men don't get a say. Mm. Mm. It's, it's, it's not up to you. You don't give birth. Yeah. So why are men talking on the midwifery council, particularly men who say they're women? So they have 19 people. They ignored 90% of their feedback was, no, don't do it. And, you know, all, all the buzz keywords, stakeholders. You know, what's under that? The stakeholders of women, women's groups, and women and babies. They're the stakeholders. So do why do we... Sorry, do you think that they're starting to get uh, more aggressive now that they are getting some solid pushback? That there have actually been a few wins on the board for women and that they're not liking it because they've had it. You know, it's been one-way traffic. They've, they've actually been largely unopposed on this now, whether it be within sport or midwifery council or medicine or education or the public sector for the best part of, what, 10 years? Yes. And now finally people are waking up and going, Carl, we don't want any part of this. This is not This is not who we are. You know, the, the midwifery council is just, they must be in their day blocking people. Because most people are blocked on social media, you know, and the politicians that have been pushing this, we're all blocked from them. So they are in the echo chamber. They are not consulting. They are not listening. So I really, really want to know how much were they paid to sell out women? Like we've got the lunatic George Parker. I don't know if you've seen her. She reckons she's as AZM, but she speaks about mandated cultural humility. And it's all for the rainbow people in Māori midwifery. Well, excuse me, Miss Parkia, get out with your lunatic Marxist ideas. Leave us women alone. Women, midwives, doulas, like even the words they're using have nothing to do with the birth of children. You know, they use um, the word for birds and harriers and, and, and whining, whipping stuff up with twine and you know, the word for infants removed. And like, it's just total madness. It's insane. Madness lies down this path. And we must, we must hold the line because the health of women and children depend on it. And by the way, during this whole time of spending $400,000 and then the 200000 to Dr. George Parker, the stats for um, maternity, death, and child death have not changed. Mm. So what's all this money going to all these vanity products and um, projects for? Because mm. that's all it is, is a vanity project. Well, it's sort of an idea. I mean, I have a, a very strong view that this is an yeah, ideology of affluence. And if you can af theoretically afford all this money for, right. as you say, absolute kaka, like where is, where is the actual meaningful change? 
you know, where is the meaningful change that making sure that you have a healthy baby born and not only that, that that healthy baby is born and it is going into a home where it is going to be cared and protected, surely that and, and the health of that child is going to be um, given the best possible start. I don't, I've never, I'm sorry, I've never met a baby yet that's argued about its pronouns ever. No, no, and, you know, like, um, not even having baby and mother, like the very clientele they serve are being assert for the feelings of the family. I can't understand it. And and once again, the um, maternal mortality rate's still the same, the same amount of babies have died, nothing's improved, they're all vanity projects and it's it's kind of like people are talking up in the ether you know we're all talking about these theories we're all talking about these buzzwords we're on the ground nothing changes now i've, I've just been away for five weeks in, in south america and i tell you what I, I i didn't find a pronoun the whole time i was away <laughs> it's and what a culture shock it was to get back into the country and and it was like it, it, it just been hit with all obviously heading into white thinking day just been hit by this absolute wall of ideology and lying in bed at half past three this morning as I was with a jet lag. I listened to Dr. Elizabeth Rata and she I know interviewed with Rodney uh, in October, which and she talked about the principles of the treaty then. And this interview I listened to was one with Thomas Coblin, who was a political editor with NZME. Um, I have to say, she schooled Thomas Coughlin. It was an absolute beautiful yes. thing to behold. And it's what I can't get over, having been away and separated from all this um, peacocking and hysteria that has been going on, and then to walk back into it, it was... It, it was it's like it is literally gone world, it, and it's embarrassing. Like I just looked at all the things that went on that um, government day up at Waitangi for the fifth, and I thought that wow, this is wow. really sad. And and uh, that's why I listened to to Dr. Rata because they interviewed on television. They were interviewing people in the crowd, and most of the people were. There was a lot of emotion there. They were all stirred up by these peacocks, and we all know who they are um, in that elite. They were all stirred up, and let's not let the facts get away of a good emotion and ideology. How many of these facts were gone? They've been misrepresented. These people have been whipped up into a hysteria. And as you said, simple facts, simple biological facts like men and women, simple biological facts or simple facts about the treaty have Golden, no. as you said, the, the principles are only, they've only been around 40 years. Um, the tri- you know, there's all of this. Yes. Where is the facts? Why aren't they reporting the facts? It's the people, it's these Māori radicals, they're hard left Marxists, and indigenous grievances are like a fire to moth. Mm-hmm. They, they really are. All the facts are gone. It's just poor, poor me. The part that disturbs me, one of the parts that disturbs me the most is it's keeping Māori as victims and that we need help and we can't do anything on our own. Now, I've never met so many practical people as the man I grew up with. You know, he knew a thing or two. I was watching the the Waitangi Tribunal seems to have been taken over by the same people 
whipping up these grievances, radicalising our youth, when, you know, like, we all know it was bad, Marie. We all know that, um, like, the 1866 fisher, Oyster Fisheries Act forbade Māori from commercial fishing. We know that Māori women weren't allowed to be the koai if they wanted to be suffragettes. We know land courts were put on the same day for separate areas, so if you didn't turn up, you forfeited your net. We know all this. But they're, you know, watching the changes from, from with my mum, and I watched her be um, treated racially lots, and that changed to now, and there was this little window where there was nothing more than being prouder than being a Māori, and now these hardly radicals have ruined all that. Yeah. Because it's yeah. going to be Māori like me, paying everyday Māori on the street that are going to bear the brunt of the animosity. I was at the petrol station and the man looked up, you know, saw us mokokoai and done a double step back and went, oh, oh, no, no, hey, bro, how you doing? You know, yeah. it is going to be just everyday Māori that are going to wear the brunt of this dissension and all these lies they are whipping up. You know, there's no principles in the treaty, even if you squint. <laughs> Do you feel a new T-shirt coming on, Di? Hey, hey, you know, and, and that was some clever man on Twitter who said that. Um, that and, you know, like I say, there's nothing in the principles about trainees. There's nothing in, in, in the treaty about midwifery. But everyone's using these principles and then ignoring them. Where's the protection? Where's the participation? And where's the partnership? You are just changing stuff to suit your own agenda, and it is hard left. Which I'm, I'm really disturbed. I remember um, watching it unfold. I think it was two years ago, where Komaju uh, uh, picked off the marae up there for wanting to speak to the jab, and they escorted him out. And I just cried when I saw that because I'm, I must be really old or old school. Because I am used to rigorous debate, respectful debate, um, the flow of oration, like this Calvin Davis calling the party a spider. You know, five years ago, that comment would have been given back to him in really good oration. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And, she, and so Tama Pōtaka, um, he was one of the speeches I saw, and he did do that. He, he yeah, and beautifully, beautifully done. But he, isn't it sad? And, and, and isn't it sad because traditionally, traditionally, this is where you have that rigorous debate. That's one of the things that Māori have done so well is air everything, and you have this this to and fro and everything, and it's all laid out there. There is no censorship. It all goes out on yes. the table, and now you've got compelled speech. On Marae? Yes, and who's allowed on there? You know, the Marae knocked people out. And who's allowed on there? There's photos of Jamesinder sitting with a convicted criminal whose family are up on 30-odd child sexual abuse charges. Now, why aren't they raped? Because children can't consent. You know, the whole language. It is really important to hold the line in, on language. Like, I will never use the new words that are coming out, all this, um... Oh, minor attractive persons. Well, well and, you know, yeah, 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 Katty Fiddler, mate, and we've got no need for you in our society. Our children are the carrier of the culture for the future. 
and they are being radicalised and brainwashed and indoctrinated to untruths. We are not victims. We are a warrior race. You know, you get your mana motahaki by yourself. You stand up yourself and get it. No one gives you your dignity. No one gives you your mana. You get it and gain it yourself. And yet they're all being taught that their mana's been taken, their dignity's been taken. What a load of crap. Your dignity's taken because you let it be taken and you followed idiots that are just divide and conquer. And I get so upset that our stats haven't changed. Mouldy are telling their children one every 45 days. Hey, Mouldy, you know, why don't we do something like tea? about letting Māori raise alone on their land so that they can live in, not in squalor. You know, look, I've got cousins that live on their land, but they're all off the grid still. And then some smart-ass comes along and goes, oh, look, I'll give you solar panels. Oh, bro, we know the cost is in the batteries. You know, it's all these half measures and um, tokenism. It's the point of giving people bloody solar panels when they haven't got the 30 grand for batteries. Mm. The battery bank and inverters and everything else that they need for it. Oh, yay. All these half measures. Our stats aren't changing. We're still overrepresented everywhere negatively. Māori are killing their children one every 45 days. And then you get the supposed Māori party sprouting all this crap. Well, in a and way, how- I mean, I mean, they're tribalists. We know they're tribalists. But in a way, I almost see this: is this a colonization 2.0, but from within? Yes, yes, it's, yes, it is. Another, you know, second wave like Manuhini Korero. We say this training bullshit is a second wave colonization, and we will not, we will not survive this one at the rate that they're sterilizing um, the youth. Um, so the same people that are doing all this radical mouldy stuff are telling me that girls have a dick. Maybe that was a girl dick that was flashed yesterday. <laughs> you know, perhaps. But I found that really disturbing. And like I say, it might be because I'm old, but I found it really, really disrespectful. Um, it had, you know, apples and pears when people have brought up Dane Fina, what? She actually had undies on, and it was appropriate she did that. And then calling this man a warrior, well, no, no, that's disrespectful. These, you know, our governments come in, and this is how you treat them. You don't have to like it, but they are the rulers at the moment, and the pushback is getting hard. It is getting hard. And, you know, we're still dying quicker than everyone else. Mm. You know, none of those stats have changed. And then they want to pontificate and do all these pantomimes and parliament like this photos of Rawiri without a shirt on in the house. And I find that really, really disrespectful. Mm. Sitting there bare-chested in the house. I mean, wow. I don't think your nan would be happy with mm. that. And was yesterday. I'm sure those nans would have had something to say about that behaviour yesterday, shouting down. Like the whole cut and thrust of good oration has been superseded by these leftist lunatics mm. just shouting everyone down. Well, there's enough uh, people out there. And I mean, a, I mean, a Dr. Rata talked about it again, you know, the 
uh, Coughlin raised. Now, how did he term it? The consensus. And she pushed back quite vigorously on that. And she said, well, there, you know, there, there was an election and the consensus of Māori was 2.6% of the party voters were that they achieved. And he sort of, and she said, there are these loud vocal tribalists. Now, I have spoken to somebody who uh, is quite close to Rawari, in fact, mentor Rawari, and he's disgusted at what yeah. he said. But the difficulty is, is even the most uh, venerated kaumatua are being, and queer, are being uh, shouted down. They are being cancelled, just like yes. anybody else. And it, yes. it is this horizontal policing. As you said, it's a language policing. It's a horizontal policing. And I think we're at a nexus point now. Um, it will be very, very interesting to see how the next um, few weeks unfold. Uh-huh. What the thing, what I just hope doesn't happen is that um, our little friend, Mr. Luxon, that as a prime minister, he is sometimes a shiver looking for a spine to run up. He needs to grow that spine, or if he can't yes. grow his own spine, he leans on Winston, he leans on David, he leans on Shane, yes. he leans on his coalition partners, and he allows them to be the crutches that he needs so he can focus on what he is strong at and let some of the, his coalition partners focus on what they're strong at. And so far, he seems to be doing that to a point. So it will be interesting to see how things unfold. Now, you mentioned before, just before we go, uh, a bit of fundraising for the lawyers. Hey, if people want to chip in and help out with your legal fund uh, and what's going on with Dial Manawahini Kōrero, where can they do that, do they? We're Manawahini Kōrero. We have a buy me a coffee. And, and of course, we're selling the T-shirts. But, um, you know, like in... And at the same time, this is all happening. We've got all this uh, double dipping, like looking at Penny, Penny Henry's Penny, wife yeah. getting all these contracts. Like we've got all this happening, and nothing's been said about it. And and they're talking. I say everyone's talking up in the ether as if these things are real. What's real is killing our children. Our stats haven't changed. We're filling the jails. We're dying young. None of us has changed. But we have these Māori in power pontificating around as if they're on, in their own self-importance. And, and it's turned into hard left Marxism, mm. is, well, is what it is. I just know that um, there's many more conversations to come on this school for sure. <laughs> I mean, I have to, I did see that Penny Henarethi thing and I did have a giggle because I'm thinking, really? And they're going on about uh, Luxon's, what was it, sister-in-law work for a tobacco oh, company or something? It's like, oh, boy, they really? <laughs> Yes, our our legacy media needs to be hung, drawn and quartered because they are fueling the flames of all of this. They insist upon calling men women. They insist that it's really racist. Um, You know, Māori aren't special. They're just people like everyone else. We've been lied to and and they keep fueling that. We're not the master race. Doesn't this have a certain ring to it in history? Yeah, exactly. Well, Well, we will stay on the pulse of this. Um, but it has been, I wanted to catch up just to give oh, everybody a little bit of a taste of um, what to expect for this year because I know that um, Reality Check Radio as a whole, we um, this is the year I think we've come along just at the right time and yes. we need to be that voice uh, and bring the whistles like yours uh, out there to people so they can actually hear an alternative point of view 
and we're not we're not scared of being shouted down here. You know, most of us that work here have been shouted down in one form or another, and we are here to just put out the news or put out the information for people so they can hear an alternative point of view to make up their own minds. So thank you so much, Di. It's always thank good to catch up. Thank you, Marie. Cheers. It's been Dianandi for Dianandi from Manawahini Korero. And of course, as I said, I am back in its entirety. A full proper show, Kiwi Farm. Man, have you given me some material for Kiwi Farm uh, and everything from February 14th. This is Counterculture with Marie Buskey. Wednesdays at 10 a.m. on Reality Check Radio.